This is the podcast, not an interview. This is a conversation. No gimmicks, just reasons. 84 reasons. Come holler at me. Everybody, I am being true. This is 84 Reasons. No games, no gimmicks, just reasons. This week we get back to we get back to them Florida boys coming off of coming off of you know uh, we're gonna get into that, that that Florida Georgia Georgia Florida game. But my next guest, and I'm gonna do my best. He just told me how to say this last name. You know, pass rushing specialist, Texas boy. We're gonna get to how the great state of Texas let this man out the state. Princely Uman me up. Princely Uman Millie. Princely, please say your last name for me, Princely. God dang it. See, I messed it up. Uman Melly. Uman, Uman Mielin. All right, there it is. Princely Uman Mielin. Princely Uman Mielin. Princely, I'm, I'm going to get into this right now. How long did it take you to even pronounce your last name and spell it? Um, Like what age? At what age you was like, okay, I can, because I know how. Every grade level you was in, as soon as they do roll, you say, that's not how you say my last name. What? That's yeah. not how you say my last name. You dealt with that. You're going to have to deal with that your whole life. Thank God you good as hell at what you do in sports because people going to respect <laughs> you. They're going to be like, my bad, sir. You just <laughs> call me Princely. Yeah. Probably about, uh, I'll say like four, I mean like four years old, as early as I can remember, shoot. Now, I mean, obviously, you were a big-time player out of the great state of Texas. I call it the great state of Texas. I played with a lot of guys from Texas. I know you picked Florida over Baylor, uh, over Auburn. How the hell did Texas let you leave the state, man? Um, I had a – when I used to make YouTube videos, I had a – I posted a YouTube video about it. But um, so it's, it's low-key a long story, but to make a long story short, um, I was committed to the University of Texas, and then – um, I started thinking, like, thinking to myself, like, um, while I was hearing things about, like, Tom Herman, like, the coach, like, the players didn't like Herman, and then another thing, I wanted to play in the SEC, like, I feel like the NFL didn't really respect D-linemen and edge rushers from the Big 12, because I know someone who went to Texas, his name was Charles Menu. he had 10 sacks, and he was an SEC uh, defensive, I mean, Big 12 defensive player of the year, and he, they, and he still went, like, fifth round, I think it was. And I was like, but if I went to the SEC and I got SEC defensive player of the year, that's like first round. So I was thinking about stuff like that. But uh, yeah, so when I committed from Texas, that's when Florida had offered me. And that's when uh, Baylor and Auburn started recruiting me harder. And I had really felt, I, I really never thought, cared about Baylor, but I started uh, considering them because of Matt Rule. I really liked Matt Rule. Like he was a, like a really cool and down to earth coach. But then when he left, I really, like, shifted away from them. But, yeah, when Florida offered me, I looked at, like, the history of defensive players and D-linemen here and things like that. And it was in the SEC, and it was still, like, it was far enough from home, but not close enough. <clears throat> I mean, but not too close. So then I was like, yeah. My, and I was looking at the depth chart, too. I would look at depth of schools. Uh, like, I could have went to A&M and things like that, but I seen that, like, they had, like, 10 defensive ends. So I was like, I'm straight on that. So then <laughs> – I was like, yeah, so I thought Florida was the right business decision. You you make a great point when you say you talk about Tom Herman and you, you listen to the players like, look, but I, I reach out to guys. I know that 
social media. I know to the fans, we think them dudes don't like each other. Like, no, but these dudes been playing with each other, growing up, and, and y'all value what a guy that's been there is doing. You talk about a guy like Matt Rule, who obviously recently I was uh, you know, got let go by the Carolina Panthers. A lot of people be thinking it's the facilities, which it is. A lot of people be thinking, you know, uh, who can who can help me get the most exposure? But when I went to Florida because of the head coach, you picking, you know, the University of Florida because one's the SEC, the head coach, even though you got Billy Navy, we're going to get to that. How big is that head coach relationship to you? You saying, look, man, I want to play somewhere, but I it, I will be doing myself a disservice if I just spoke to the old boy. He said, dude, you don't want to come here and expect him to do yeah. something different when I get on campus. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, I feel like the, the relationship with the head coach is like really important, like especially amongst the, uh, the cause that's who you plan for, you know, you know what I'm saying? So you gotta like players play harder for, you know, when they, they like their coach, they play harder for them. So like, if, if players not, don't even like their own coach, it just makes you think like, why would you want to be in that type of environment? Speaking of playing for your coaches, Obviously, you got recruited, you know, by Dan Muller. Now you got Billy Napier, Sean Spencer, Captain Chaos, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Seen It All, Done It All from, listen, from D1, NFL, what, Leonard Leonard Williams to Penn State. Yeah. Talk about playing for a guy who won. Hey, man, I know what I'm doing, bro. The proof is in the pudding. You can go, you can go ask about me in NFL circles. Uh, uh, D, uh, college football serving, but you got him. What is it like having a guy that expect you guys to bring the juice? Because he definitely bring the juice. Uh, practice in, practice out, game in, game out. I feel like it's definitely a a, a blessing to have him. You know, as a D line coach, because you know he just came from the NFL, so it's like, what can't you learn from him? He just was coaching the the dudes who who do it, who who are already where I want to be. You know, so. It just, I just take it, I just take it, make sure I don't take it for granted. Princely, SEC football, obviously I know about it. I mean, I shoot, man, y'all boys probably wasn't even out the womb when I got on freaking campus, y'all boys so young, man. But is it what you thought it was? Because like you said, you go, look, man, I want to play. You said, if I'm SEC defensive player of the year, if I'm up for SEC defensive player of the year, that means that I'm going to get drafted high. I mean, no matter, no matter where I am, but. The competition week in and week out, man. I mean, only you could talk about that. You getting some of the best offensive tackles every freaking week, as well as in practice. How much better does it make your game? No, I'm gonna get the best in the country at my at either go either who I'm going up against every week in the games or who I go up against in practice. Even though I know now since two days, y'all get them scout team boys. Y'all ain't getting them. Yeah, I, I know how that go. But talk about talk about the competition week in and week out. Knowing to look, man, I got to bring my A game with these boys on the other side. You know, it's it's it, it is what I what I what I expected it to be. You know, I had I had high high standards for it. Like I came into this wanting a challenge. You know, if I wanted to eat, like to go to, I don't want to disrespect any other conferences, but I'll say if I wanted to go an easy route, I would have went to the Big Twelve or the ACC or the Pac twelve. You know, but I wanted to, um, you know, prove myself and prove to myself and to others that you know I can be with in the in the best and biggest conference with the best uh, players. So, yeah, when I first got here, it was what I expected it to be. You know, the players were good, offensive tackles were good. But I, I also – it also it also surprised myself because it, it made me realize that I was better than I thought I was. Speak on that, though. I mean, you a five-star recruit, man. I mean, what, Army All-Americans? I mean, you're getting all these accolades, but it's like – 
All right, I got all that. I get, I've conquered that part. Recruiting, got it. School I wanted to, got it. Now I got to go to practice because what people don't realize is the game is 60 minutes and I get so many plays. You can get exposed and practice to the point where you walk on the field saying, bro, you saw how that dude just did me today? No, bro, I can't have it. Talk about that going up against some guys saying one-on-one pass rush is something that people, that's what people need to put on YouTube. This this little dumb stuff people be doing. No, put one-on-one pass rush so people can see what it really, just how violent it is for these five or six reps. Talk about, you said, hey, man, my confidence is built on that practice field to where when I'm on the game field, I could just let it loose. How much confidence did it build for you in practice knowing I'm going to work my swim, I'm going to work my bull rush, but I will not work getting embarrassed. That's, I'm not putting no bad tape out there because I, I got to work out with these dudes. last thing I want to do is try to avoid dudes at lunch because he did yeah. me dirty the day before. Yeah. When you're young, you know, 17, 18, you going into college, you're like, I'm going to be – Damn, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna be going against these big old offensive tackles. I'm not, you know, high school, these guys, some of them big, some of them regular, but these guys, these grown men, you know what I'm saying? So I was a little, I was a little skeptical and a little nervous when I first came in. But then when we started practice, you know, we we got to the, you know, my freshman year, I, I could have been uh, uh I was a little, you know, I could have been a got a, gotten uh I had to work on getting a little stronger to uh to work on the run game. I was, you know, I was I wasn't like I wasn't bad, but I wasn't so very good at the run game. But when it came to pass rush, you know, I was I've always been elite at that since I since I came in. So, you know, like even my freshman year, like you can ask anybody on the team, like when it when we did one on ones, I probably the entire season I probably lost like three reps, maybe, if that. For me, I feel like it just it just comes very natural to me. Now, a lot of times, too, Princely, that people don't talk about, you go from one head coach to another head coach, Got one guy recruited you, the other guy obviously just got, got here in Billy Napier. What made you know? Because I know he going to sit down with all y'all individually. You know, he going to – what was it about Billy Napier that made you go, hey, man, all right. I mean, obviously I picked Florida before you got here, but what was it about Billy Napier that made you know, okay, I'm I'm going to stick around, man. I'm not going to – I'm not going to jump ship because they got a new guy and when you saw the when you saw the when you saw the the freaking coaching staff they put together, Patrick Tony, we talked about Sean Spencer, Mike Peterson, Corey Raymond. I mean, you guys got some boy. What was it about? What was it about uh, Bill and Evan that made you know? All right, man, I'm 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 a rock with you, coach. Uh, just how he came in and like immediately made significant changes to things like we were struggling with before. So it just showed. It just showed that like he. He really cared about like the players. Like he really cared about the interest and the well-being of the players. Like how he immediately came in and like we had like an issue with, you know, food. And he just changed. He was here for like a week and changed that. He had after a couple of months, he had changed the freshman housing and things like that. So it was just things like that when he first came in. Like those big changes when he first came in. Princeton, when I when I when I think about a player like you, like I say, you, you I see you getting better and better. The harder you said something that I think every D lineman has to go through. You said, "Look, I can rush the passer, bro, but that yeah. run." See, yeah. people never told me. People hear the term "setting the edge," but when I'm the one that got to do it, AKA, oh, he can't get around me, bro. Um, because ain't nobody there. I lo- listen, love love marshalling them boys. I'm not finna put them boys in the position that running back. Talk about how much better stopping the run has helped your game. Like I said, bro, I could rush the passer. But, boy, when yeah. I had to put – when I got to make sure that inside arm is secure to keep that outside arm free 
So that running back will know, hey, bro, you better go to the other side, bro. I ain't, I ain't no, you ain't coming on this side. You ain't finna be getting no 150 running to my side every every freaking uh, every freaking series. Yeah. My um my old D line coach from uh Coach Turner from when Mullen was here, he used to always tell me, he used to always told tell me that uh I gotta that I would have to take take it seriously because I gotta be an every down player. Like I gotta up my value. You know, some people, some guys like in the, in the NFL, some if one guy can rush the passer and play the run, they're gonna take him over the guy that's just a, a, a pass rusher, you know. So he told me I had to step that up. So just going through I, I never really had an issue with the technique and things it was just a, a matter of you know getting in the weight room and getting stronger to uh, go against these guys that have already been in college weight rooms and things like that so so like throughout the years I've been getting stronger and that's what's now like now I don't know if you've seen like I think I'm like actually really elite at, uh setting the edge when it comes to the run game and also um I'm a little like when I go when I whenever I'm in the league, I think I'm <clears throat> I'm most likely gonna play outside linebacker because I'm like 250, 255. But uh, now they have me um in I'm I'm playing four eye and I'm in a three sometimes. So I'm a little undersized for uh playing four eye and three, but uh just my um my leg strength makes up a lot uh, a lot for you know my undersized and my upper body strength because you know I I squat, even though I'm only 255, I squat more than most of the people I go against, like, and people don't know that. I mean, I, well, I know that. I, I've seen the viral video. I mean, I saw the 700, you know, <laughs> and, and and I got to say this too, right? You know, you squat that 700, you just, you know, you get it off the rack, you come back. I would tell my teammates, man, y'all don't back up. I hear y'all. They, they got to be as close to the guy. The strength coach right there, but I mean, that's grown man stuff, though. 700 pounds, and and that's just a part of the workout. I don't know if y'all was maxing out that day, but you talk about your leg strength and them letting you play the four, they're not going to put you there, Princely, if you can't do it. They're not going to put you somewhere. Yeah. You, what does that say about you going, yeah, I know that guard thing. He, he, he over there rubbing his hands together. You're like, no, nah, bro, this ain't finna be no win, homie. I know I might yeah. be giving up 100 pounds, but my quickness, my speed, I'm going to get on you quicker than a deep, than a deep tackle would. But what is that feeling? Yeah. Knowing I'm going up against a guy that where, hey man, I can work every technique I got. Why? Because I am giving up hundred pounds, but I'm gonna let him know, hey bro, I'm a part of the NASCAR package, bro. Don't don't lick your chops because Javon is on the outside of me and I'm on the inside of him. We finna we finna make yeah. some money on third down. Yeah, uh, you know it's it's also it, it's also a mental thing because you know when you going up there 250, 250 pounds and you look staring at the dude in front of you, he you know. 320, 330 or whatever he is, you know, it's also a mental thing, but you know, I just go up there and just know, you know, like I do, I, I do this in practice. So it's just, you know, another day at the office, you know what I'm saying? But even, especially when it comes to third down, like a, a lot of people just wouldn't expect me to like know how to rush on the inside, but I, I think I'm uh, pretty good at, um, you know, being quick on my feet and making guards miss uh, rushing uh, out of a three. Prince, I played against guys named Champ, Boss. You know, then I see I see Princely. I see Prince Ton. I see Prince Will. I see Prince. I mean, have, and all y'all boys athletic. I mean, what is it like? I mean, y'all pops was probably, y'all moms and pops was like, look, man, I don't know if y'all Prince is in real life. I don't know if you got money with your face on it. I don't know, Princely. But what is it like coming from such an athletic background and they always say whatever type of name you give your son, it's like you, you are almost like setting the setting the stage for his his or her destiny. Your name is Princely. 
I mean, you was yeah. gonna be something big, no matter what. I know you got a brother, you know that played that played Tarkson State. I know you got a younger brother. So uh, Texas ain't gonna let him leave. Like, no, we already we already lost two of them. We ain't losing three. What's it like coming from a back of some of the athletic background, having names like Prince? <laughs> I mean, uh, to be honest, my family was never really like even like into like no sports or nothing like that. You know, it was us that really put it on our parents. Like we told our parents that we wanted to play sports, you know, like they were never, they never, you know, ever pushed sports on us or ever told us, you want to play this, you want to play that. We was always the ones that told them we want to play this or we want to play that. That's how we started off. So like they always just pushed uh, school and things like that because, you know, our parents are, um, my parents are um, immigrants. So like they just, they never cared about, they didn't even know, probably didn't even know what American football was before they got here. So they never were into that sport. Like when they, whenever I'm explaining something, they don't even understand football fully to this day. So, you know, it's just like, we always, me and my brothers just picked it up and ran with it. How fun is that though? Like, like so basically your mom and dad walk around, people that ask them about you, like, listen, we know you play for Florida, we know, that he wears orange and blue. We know that he's really, really good. I couldn't take him a touchdown or a sack. I could. I look around, people cheering. What? Your son just got a really? Is that a good? That's a good. Talk about that though. Having your parents, having immigrant parents that say, "Look, man." Usually, this is what I know: immigrant parents that, that come to America, they care about one thing: education, education, education. Any as long as your education don't take a back seat. To your athletic yeah. ability, you can, and I see you. I, I, people go, personally, SEC academic honor roll. He better be, because that's what I'm going to Let me see. Okay, we'll go talk about the importance of what they did for you, though. They'll say, hey, man, this man, you know, big black man with dreads in his hair, man, he ain't, not only, I'm, not only goals in his mouth, not only, well, the, well, listen, I'm from Texas, and I know, listen, I know about Texas, I, listen, I know about, I know about tipping on four foes. I know exactly, about dropping exactly. screwed. I know about all of that. So a lot of that is just culture that you're showing. And you also say, and I'm one of the smartest in the school, and I'm one of the nicest on the field. How much did how much did that that strong educational background help you make sure your coach? You know, you talked about the run and you being an every down player. That make you a full student athlete when I hey mean I want the tops in the classroom and I want the tops on the field. Yeah. Um, I think it played a big part, you know, because a lot of a lot of habits that you uh a lot of habits that you show on the field and show in school they but they they correlate like if you early early to class you know you're going to be early to meetings on the field if you study your classwork you're going to be studying the plays and things like that and i don't think it's it was just a matter of them pushing education but i think it's just like how i was raised you know completely like fully as a as a human being Princely, man, we in the NIL era, name and image likeness. For those of you who don't know, this is 84 Reasons. No games, no gamers. I'm sitting here with Princely Uman. I can't even, Melly, listen, he's Princely Uman. He's the only Princely with an L-Y after the E. He's only the easiest person to find on the planet. Because think about this. This man has benefited for name and image likeness. Not because, not because, you know, uh, he claims to be, he one of them ones. I, when Princely came to Florida, I said, Princely, what? I said, okay. I know Princely's parents is not from from America. That that first name says it, but that last name definitely says it all. But Princely, talk about this though. You are a person who, listen, from Manor, Texas, went to Manor High School, big time athlete. But you said I got immigrant parents, man. So I, 
I represent a lot of things. I represent stereotypical stuff that people think when they hear immigrant parents. No, man, we they came over here because they wanted a better life for me and my brothers. And obviously it's, it's, it's happening that way. But at the same time, people will look at you as only one thing. Like, oh, he, he only in Florida because he can play football. No, bro, I could have got in Florida just academics. But I'd rather come for free for that athletics. Talk about that, you know, certain stereotypical things you hear about people like yourself who you know, bro, who comes up with this stuff? Like, who, who, who puts this stuff out for people to start believing this nonsensical things that you obviously don't have to make up for or have to make excuses for? But when you hear the nonsense, you do kind of address it and say, no, man, that stuff y'all hearing on TV, y'all need to cut the TV off, bro. We real people that have real lives and we doing real things out here. I mean, growing up, you know, I don't know if I hear too much stereotypical things about being a, like as a Nigerian immigrant, being an immigrant, but like, cause even I, I did, I think I'm even an immigrant because I was born in Nigeria. You know, so I wasn't born in the U.S. But um, I would just the, the main thing I would just hear is just like the life in Nigeria, and it's like a false narrative. You know what I'm saying? You know. People out, people out there living good, you know what I'm saying? Like when I get when I get some money, I'm trying to go back because since I was born and young, I've never been back there. But so yeah, that's just the main thing. Emmanuel Acho, Sam Acho, you see, you see what they're doing on TV, right? And and, and brothers yeah, that go back, that go back, that go back. And that's something that's innately in you. I, I was blessed enough to work at a at a at a, a big a high a high value uh department store, met 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 a young man from Ghana. And that's the first thing he said. He goes, I, I go, man, what, I said, uh, Manny, man, what is it about America you don't like? He goes, what y'all think about Africa, bro? Like, that stuff they be showing. And he said, do you know how big yeah. Africa is, bro? You know how yeah. many Americas you can fit in Africa? He's like, bro, yeah. listen, North Africa and South Africa, that's, it's, it's, it's like, it's like, it's like North Texas and South Texas. It's, it's not yeah. the same thing, but y'all think y'all know that. He said, listen, bro, we really showed y'all how we was living over there. You think y'all be hating for real, bro? We, we they doing it for real over there, like for real, for real. Like, yeah. but at the same time, you said that whenever you get you some money, which I know that's gonna happen, both NIL and the NFL. You said you're going back to Nigeria. What is it about making sure you go back to where you're from to make sure you know? Look, man, I know I came over here, but I ain't forgot about y'all. You know, it's just experiencing it because when I'm when we moved to the U.S., I was really young. I was probably like one years old. So I don't really remember much of any of it. And I just, even though I grew up in the U.S., I, like, I was basically damn near raised in Nigeria because, like, just growing up in a Nigerian household, they still keep the same principles and same everything that it, that it was when they were back home, you know what I'm saying? So just because I grew up here don't mean I grew up, like, just like a regular American. I still grew up, like, with all the tra Nigerian traditions, you know, they didn't, when we moved down here, they didn't found, they little, my parents didn't found, they little Nigerian community. So we going to Nigerian parties, everything like that. So, you know, just, just going back and, and experiencing like actually, you know, my, my culture and where I came from, because, you know, I wear it as a, like a proud badge, you know what I'm saying? So I want to just go back and actually just be there and breathe the air and just take it all in and experience it. So basically what Princely is saying that one day, not today, one day when Princely gets married, it's gonna be a Nigerian wedding, and for those what? who have never been to a Nigerian wedding, that's a wedding. Meaning, listen, you whatever you start wearing, you are gonna change clothes about ten times. The wedding gonna be popping for real. Like 
they really show love to both the bride and the groom. Listen, listen, I've been around a little bit. I, I know some people that know some people. I've done some things. When I went to a Nigerian wedding, I'm like, I'm people pulling my arm. Hey, man, you got, to, you got to get fitted. What you mean? I'm going to men's warehouse. No, 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 no. Not, not that Americanized stuff y'all do, bro. We finish the, the bed. Listen. Oh, jollof rice, the best food you oh my yeah. freaking jollof rice. Okay. Yeah, listen, we gonna we gonna I'm, I'm gonna have Preston going to the freaking uh I know they got a new facility telling the chef, hey man, listen, bro. If I give you the recipe of the ingredient, can you give me some jollof rice for real, bro? Because it's, <laughs> it's 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 in me, but you are you know at the University of Florida, man, one of them boys on that D-line, man. What it, you talked about that D-line tradition. What is yeah. it knowing that you are part of that now? I mean, you think about some of the best that ever came through Florida, you are part of that now. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's really a blessing, you know, because I remember just being at home before coming to college and watching Florida like game highlights on TV and seeing guys like Jacob Polite and <clears throat> uh, Van Joseph and uh, Dominique Easley and things like that. Just watching them and now watching that and now going back home after games and watching the highlights and seeing me on the screen is just like you know it's like a blessing. Just living living in the living in a dream, you know what I'm saying? So. And it also makes me, you know, want to go harder just to live up to those those guys' standards and things like that, you know, because I want to be, you know, known as someone known known as someone that's like uh basically like a legend in, in, in Florida history, you know what I'm saying? So I, it, it makes me want to uh, go harder and like do the things or better than those guys did. Man of Texas, Gainesville, Florida, man. What's the what, what was the biggest thing when you got on campus? I I know the heat is the same because good lord, Texas heat is like good God, but what was the biggest thing? Florida heat Gainesville? Uh I think the biggest thing. So although I went to Maynard High School, I lived in Austin, Texas. So my house was in Austin, but I went to Maynard. Maynard is like 20 minutes outside of Austin, but um like so I'm from Austin, so it's a big city. So they're coming to Gainesville. I'm like, man, what the <laughs> hell? You know, like, because Gainesville, like, really small compared to Austin. Yes. Like, we ain't got no, like, Austin, we ain't got no, ain't no highways in Gainesville, just straight roads, like the high speed limit, like 50 miles per hour. And I'm used to Texas roads. And, like, everybody drive fast in Texas. Like, the speed limit on the highways be, like, 70, 80 in Texas, you know, so. Cause that was like the biggest change was just coming here and not all these trees and the big old, I mean, not seeing big buildings and highways and things like that. That was the biggest, uh, you know, shift for me. Texas high school football. Like I, I, yeah. I once again, it's like, dude, y'all got movies about to, for the, I mean, obviously <laughs> you, you in Florida, Florida, Florida high school football is there, Georgia high school football, California, but Texas, yeah. man, y'all, Y'all boys take Friday nights in Texas. Oh yeah. my God, shut the whole city down. Yeah. It's just it's crazy. You know, I don't I don't know why it's like I don't know why it's like that. I feel like no other state takes high school football as serious as as Texas. You know, like they building stadiums as big as bigger than some some division one college uh football stadiums like Allen High School Stadium, you know. Just things like that. It's just in the atmosphere of and the feeling like it's nothing like it. Like if I could go back and feel that uh feeling of like Friday night uh playoffs in Texas, I would I would love to go back and feel that again. Prince and it really, it really it really prepares you for college, also, you know, because okay. some some people are not used to playing in front of big crowds and whatnot. But in Texas, you know, you playing in front of big crowds every week for a football game.
Yeah, I done seen some of y'all high school like freaking uh, lunch rooms. It'd be like, I said, what is that Chick-fil-A, Subway, McDonald's? What the yeah, because you got six thousand, seven thousand kids going here. Just 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 craziness all the way around. Obviously, we talked about that Texas culture. That listen, I heard more chopping screw when I was in the league with Vince Young and Bo Scave. Them Texas boys, they love, they slow. It's gonna be. Take the slowest music you ever heard and slow it down some more. Yeah. <laughs> slow it down some more and dash text, you know, switch your house and all those type of things, man. Shout out, shout out to them, shout out to them Texas boys, man. Big, big time teammates of mine. But Princely, man, look, I mean, not a couple some games coming up. You got four games left in the season. And then you go to the bowl game. Y'all boys still got a shot to go out and have a hell of a season because every game, every game y'all won or lost, y'all been in all of them. It ain't like even the Georgia game, even y'all saw what y'all did against Tennessee, man. Saw what y'all was doing against, uh, you know, LSU. And obviously, you know, the Kentucky game was just one of them games. I see a team coming together. I see y'all boys finding ways to play better week in and week out. Yeah, the scoreboard ain't going to always show it. But, man, how dangerous of a team are y'all are y'all going to be, you know, these next four games coming up, especially when you got eight games under your belt? Uh, I feel like everyone, everyone on the team realizes how – how close the games, you know, that we've been, you know, Georgia, that's the number one team in the country. And that was our, even though we played them, we tried to, we tried our best to the end and we tried to make a comeback. That was, that's the number one team in the country. And um, that was the worst loss we had all season. You know, like every game we lost, we lost by a small margin and it was more of us beating ourselves than the other team beating us. Like we were giving them things. So everybody, you know, still has a, a drive and know that we can still be a, a good team. So everybody still has that, you know, that drive to still, you know, go all out for the team for the rest of the season. Princely, man, how much different, how much, how much different of a person and a player are you? I mean, you ain't, you ain't been out of high school that many years, but people really don't understand. You go through a transformation, you go back home, you, your parents like, Princely, what? Well, you got muscle. Yeah, mom, I got muscles and everything. Like this, this is a this is a lean, chiseled two fifty five. But and also, how much how much different is it now that you've been in college some years? Man, you got some years under your belt. Uh, you know it's <laughs> it's a <clears throat> it, it's a big difference, especially with with my body. You know, just just seeing how I've evolved over the years and how much stronger I've and leaner I've gotten. You know, it's 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 a, it's a it's something that you gotta you can't uh take for granted you know just the the training and the the food and nutrition and facilities and things like that is just a blessing that you gotta you know can't take it for granted you gotta use what you all the uh, resources. All right, Princeton man, you already talked about you know that 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 Texas coach you being Nigerian, but you talked about when you get you some money you go to Nigeria, but I'm I'm gonna stick with this tipping on four foes. You're going to get you something. I don't know if it's going to have long horns. I know it's going to have a pop trunk. It's going to have a pop trunk. I don't know what's going to be in the pop trunk. Is it going to say Princely, Nigerian Nightmare? <laughs> Outside of the nice whip, what's going to be the old school whip that you're going to keep? Because Texans, for y'all who don't know, they don't sell their old school. They'll sell the new ones. But that old school, that's going to be with Princely. Till he have a little prince. He might give it to what's gonna be the whip that Princely gonna get to where you got to go in there and tell the you know who tell tell Julio, bro. I want you to wet it up. Hey man, I want I want that candy paint. So what's gonna be that whip for Princely? I've never uh you know, I never thought about uh what I would want in a slab, you know, but I'm I just I just peep them in Texas and like you know, see them and 
admire him, but I never really looked into that. But I will one day. You know, I've always I, I wanted one, but I never looked into the what type of cars that they use them on and things like that. Princely said he he ain't really thought about the slab yet. For those when he's talking about a slab, that's a whip for those. That's a car for those of you who don't know. He ain't talking about a slab of meat. That's what they call <laughs> it down there. He talking about a slab, a whip, tipping. You know, and like I said, man, I mean, my mouth too big to even get to even get the goals, and that's why I ain't never done it. I, ain't, I but I respect those. I respect those that do. Princely, what I appreciate the most about you, man, you coming on here, man. You having we having fun just talk, talking about you. And Prince Will and Prince Hunt and Prince and Nigerian Jalof Rice and Slabs. But we all here because you one of them ones, man. You I, I see I see the progress you're making week in and week out. You know, the sack numbers, they're gonna get there. They, I, and, and people will be surprised how many times the quarterback make a throw, and you're right there. Like, man, mm -hmm. I was right there. That boy let it go. Yeah. I was right there to get him. But at the same time, Patrick Tony talked about Captain Chaos. Talked about a guy like Mike Peterson who came through Florida as one of them ones. We talk about a yeah. team that's four and four, but they y'all boys are better than your record is showing right now. Because ask Tennessee how how lucky they were to not get that hail mary off. Ask yeah. LSU to know Daniels and the boys. Okay, y'all had a good game. Listen, Will Levis, they know what happened when Kentucky and Georgia when it was twenty eight to twenty. Ooh, that Georgia yeah. sideline was quiet. I'm like, what? Uh -huh. And what yeah. is that feeling like, though, before I let you out? It's 28 to 20, and you like, and your coach go, you hear that? Yeah. Uh-huh, them boys can bleed. Yeah, see, yeah. They, they didn't think we can, we can, we can make them bleed. What is yeah. that feeling going like? It didn't end up the way you wanted, but you, you yeah. listen, when you run on the field, it's 28-20, you telling the old lineman, why ain't you got nothing to say now? Oh, you ain't got nothing yeah. to say now? Them boys nervous. Yeah, it was, it was hard, you know, we was, because, Cause when that happened, when we scored the touchdown, twenty eight to twenty. You know, everybody on the sideline was like, "Man, we gonna win this game! Like, we we about to win this game." But then it was just tough on that fourth down when we had that off, uh, that offside penalty. That's what, man. When that happened, I was like, "Damn, damn, man!" But you know, it just shows that we have the fight, you know, in the team. And you know, we was, we was, we we we. Although we was down big in the first half, you know, it just shows that this team like got no quit. Listen, you heard him. Princely, I'm gonna just call him. Listen, I'm just listen. Princely Uman, I'm, that's what I'm gonna call <laughs> Princely. Whatever. Princely Uman, Princely, the man from not this is the man born in Nigeria, raised in Texas, but he listen, listen. But the world got introduced him in Gainesville, wearing that orange and blue. And like he said, I could have went to the Big Twelve, but I, I kind of want because I, mean, I, but I ain't want the easy route. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I got yeah. that Nigerian blood in me, so I kind of want to go. To where the Nigerians get get what they shout, listen, shout out to Emmanuel Acho and Sam Acho, Texas boys. Grew up yeah, in yeah. Dallas, I think. You know, went to Texas. Mm -hmm. But but you know, Princely goes, well, their name is Sam, you know, and Emmanuel. My name is Princely. My brother name is Prince. I got another brother named Prince Stun and another brother named Prince Will. And everybody trying to get Prince Will right now. Yeah. He's a prince. He's a prince, but he went to where the king shine at. We shine. We shine in Gainesville. Yes, I am biased because I'm a former Florida Gator. He's a current Florida Gator. Listen, and if you Texas A&M, if you South Carolina, if you Vanderbilt, if you Florida State, y'all know what it is. Don't let what you saw mess up what you're looking at because they coming for y'all. Because listen, <laughs> nine and four is still out there. Shot to shot to Pierce. All who said they're gonna go ten to two. Can't go yeah. ten to two. Can still go nine and four. But make no yeah. mistake about it. You ain't running the ball to Princely side. And listen, if that quarterback hold it just a little bit too long, I'ma smack him. I don't know if he got to dance. I don't know if he get to dance. I don't know if they let him dance in college football these days, but he is Princely Uman. I am being true. That's the man you can hear, Nigeria, right outside Austin, Manor, 
slabs, jollof rice. Playing for the Gators, though, man. Making it do what it does. Princely, man, I appreciate you taking the time today, sir, man. Make sure, listen, make sure to tell you, Javon already been on. Tell, tell Big tell Big Dex to get his behind on here. You know what I'm saying? He can eat with me on here. He can bring his snacks with him. It's cool. He can bring his snacks, baby. But keep on doing what you're doing, man. I will be watching Princely, man. You make me extremely proud, man, to be a former Gator, watching you out there going out there and doing what you're doing. Because for people who don't know, a man that's gonna play outside linebacker in the league, having to put his hand down in college. Everybody can't do that. Everybody yeah. cannot do that. And he get to play that D tackle position. So next time you see Javon Dexter, tell him, hey Javon, listen, if you need me for a play, just just holler at me. You need me to step in there for you, baby. I got you. I know. I know you like six twelve. I get it. But I'm gonna step in there and get right. He is Prince Uman. I am being true. This is eighty four reasons. No games. No gimmicks. Just reasons. Not my reasons. His reasons. And we out of here.